0: and welcome to another enlightening episode of Aligned and Thriving, your go-to destination for holistic wellness and a journey towards optimal health. I am your host, Dr. Jeremy Bullimore. and whether you're a first-time listener or a returning friend, we extend our heartfelt thanks for joining our community. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and stay tuned for future episodes, and be sure to connect with us on social media for the latest updates. And of course, joining me as always, not only my esteemed colleague, but also a friend to all our listeners, Dr. Anthony Evans. What's up? Good to up? be here with you, Jeremy.
1: I'm excited, dude. Thanks. I love the new intro. I think that, uh, that's spot uh, on. Too.
0: Yeah, I wrote that today um, I like it. with the help of Chat GPT. Beautiful. It's helped me kind of fine tune it. Um, so, yeah. So who, we, yes. who do we have with us today?
1: Well, we've got a special guest. She's been on the show once before, so yes, don't has. need to give her a huge introduction, but this is a, the second part of a three-part series on stress that we're unpacking. And I think this is a big one. So we called in our health and wellness coach, Teresa Davis to join us since she's an expert in the nutrition space and uh, I think can really help us shed some light. Uh, to the listeners on this topic. So we've got a lot of content to cover, so I just, think we should just jump right in and get it going. So Teresa, welcome to the podcast again. Good to have you.
2: Yeah, thank you. Glad to be here. Good topic. Teresa,
0: are you wearing red for the holidays?
2: Perhaps somewhat. It's more of a Mm -hmm. kind of burgundy color, but sure, I feel festive.
0: We're going to go with it. (laughs) For those listening, Teresa has a red. Is it a just a shirt? Is it full dress? What's what's the ensemble?
2: Well, we've just got a little holiday blouse, I guess you could say. <laughs> okay. 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 It's kind I've of a cranberry got, red.
0: Uh, it's
1: good. It's good.
0: Yeah. I've got my stereotypical uh was it plaid, white person plaid. I need to get a vest to wear. That's gonna make it you know fit the stereotyped, you know, middle-aged white man <clears throat> ensemble. So anyways, let's let's get back to this. <laughs> I thought I said we were going to jump in. Let's yeah, jump in. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Start us off. Well, let's just hear.
1: this is a huge topic. And I know, you know, to recap the physical stuff, you know, people really understand that the physical traumas, the sports injuries, the motor vehicle mm-hmm. accidents, the um, micro traumas that we get from sitting all day in our sedentary life. But the chemical stress I think is really a huge topic and, you know, I want today to hopefully explore, you know, some of the chemicals that might be in our food. We've done a podcast before on some of the food additives and a few of those things, but I want to go a little deeper on that, um, chemical stress that comes from water and the air that we breathe, maybe from personal care products, beauty products, Um, and then we definitely got to hit on, uh, you know, plastics and how that may be affecting us. And so I wanted to start out with the food. I think that's kind of the big one to hit on. And, uh, we talk about that quite a bit. So, um, there are lots of chemicals that are sprayed on our, our food products, um, or added in the creation of the food products. And so one of the big players to start off with is glyphosate. Uh, if you haven't heard that before, it's a herbicide that's used on a lot of crops um, to try to keep things at bay. And it's commonly known as, as, as Roundup. People probably heard of Roundup. You might use Roundup around your house to kill weeds and such like that. So that could be an exposure opportunity as well. If you're just trying to keep, I know, Jeremy, you like to take care of your yard and keep it green and beautiful, but um, sometimes we've got this stuff in our garage and uh, when you're using it, if you're going to use it, you definitely want to have some gloves on and, you know, be careful with it because you can absorb some of this through your skin or even breathe it. Sometimes it's in a powder. Um, but, um, many foods that we may commonly eat are, may have glypho- phosphates in them. And, uh, to name a few, um, uh, these are things like your wheat and your oat and your barley and rice, um, even some of the lagoons um, like soybeans and soy flour soy based foods, um, a lot of times glyphosphates are used on them um, even in some of the seed oils too like canola and sunflower oil um, and then what we kind of preach is something called the dirty dozen' clean fifteen but it, you know conventionally grown crops they don't worry about this so much and so they a lot of glyph- glyphosphates are used in the cultivation of those products and so we obviously want you to look for organic, um, produce and such. And we'll talk more about that in a minute, but, um, even on sugar, conventionally, uh, sugar crops have been, uh, sprayed. Um, so it's kind of out there and am I missing anything, Teresa? Are there any foods that you think of that are like high glyphosate foods before I kind of get into, I want to no, talk a little bit yeah. about what happens to the gut mm-hmm. a little bit, but
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, yeah. I think you hit the the big food, you know, sources that are affected by by that um you know there's a lot of other things in our foods along with that that we'll get into but i think you've hit the big hitters here
1: yeah and, and casually speaking i think and it's been shown several times by individuals that's worked in these fields and gotten exposed several times Um, that it can cause even cancer and, you know, it's an endocrine disruptor. And then we're really big on gut health as the gut seems to be so intimately connected to our overall health. And there's a ton of research out there on how these glyphosphates can disrupt the microbiota in our gut, you know, kind of wiping out the good stuff, inhibiting the beneficial bacteria, and then giving an opportunity for the what we would say is bad bacteria or the the bacteria that seems to be somewhat harmful for us to kind of have an opportunity to overgrow. And then we get things like SIBO and things like that. Um, but most of the research shows that it has, there's a correlation with it creating gut permeability or something called leaky gut. And may, people may have heard that term before, but increased permeability of the gut lining allows things to get through that we don't want to get through and then could lead to autoimmune issues, definitely inflammation and things like that, that we don't want. So I try to avoid it as much as I can. Um, and we'll talk about ways to try to avoid getting a, you know, these doses of glyphosate and other pesticides and herbicides, but it's a big player to talk about for sure. Um, but yeah, let's move on to other things in our food that, um, you know, we talked about. A little bit. We had a whole podcast, I think, Jeremy, right, on additives and preservatives, but this is a big one too. And maybe Teresa, you could mention a few of these because I know you mm-hmm. you coach individuals on trying to minimize exposures to some of these things as well.
2: Yeah. And I think what I do is, is I like to kind of talk about it in a, like in an umbrella term. So how all these things are related. So when we're talking about chemical exposure, like toxins that are going to seep into our bodies, whether it's through the food we eat, the air we breathe, or what we put on our skin, I like to kind of say how they are all connected and what we have in our power to do that. And one of the biggest things is going to be preservatives and chemicals in our food. Whether they are there through the soil, absorbed through the soil, or if it's food that we store in plastic or is sold in plastic, and then the making of the plastic, which is from fossil fuels, and it pollutes our air, and the air will affect our soil, which affects the food, which affects our health. So it's kind of like it's all related in that sense, Mm -hmm. right? And then there's the man made chemicals, then that we actually put in some of our processed foods that mm-hmm. we're just used to being um, put into our foods to enhance color and flavor, you know, to make it look like, you know, bright and colorful and appetizing. When in fact, they are chemically man made and can really cause a lot of damage to our organs. To our detoxification pathways. So not only are we ingesting these chemicals and these harmful substances, but then we can't detoxify them out. We can't convert them in the liver to, right. you know, less harmful substances and then get them eliminate, out of our, yeah. our body, eliminate them, which is, you know, through the stool and through the urine. And if you don't have a good uh, gut microbiome, then your stool is going to be compromised. So it's all really related.
1: Yeah. I always tell everybody everything is interconnected. And uh, I think the overarching theme too, that you were reminding me of is, and we can get to this a little too when we get to the solutions, but um, it it is a dose dependent kind of thing. I think Paracelsus or something like said something about the, you know, the, the dose makes the toxin, but you know, commonly people will say, hey, like, you know, a little bit of this probably isn't going to hurt me, right? Well, probably not, right? Like if we just got one little amount of, a, a, you know, a preservative or an additive or even glyphosate, but when it becomes, you know, not, you know, one time, but every day kind of thing, because it is all around us in the air, the water, the food, the packaging, um, the products that we're washing our bodies with and our clothes with. So then we're getting like lots and lots and lots of these little doses. And then that increases over time, um, pretty rapidly. And then like you alluded to, like the detox piece is so important. I know with our programs, that's one of the fundamental pillars of how we help people is making sure that their body has an ability to detox from all of these things that have probably been building up for some time. And, um, so one side of it is making sure that you can, you know, eliminate the, the onboarding of all these new toxins that we're commonly getting exposed to, but then also make sure we can get rid of them. And, uh, I'm always amazed at how the body can tolerate so much, right? Like it, it's, it's wild how much we probably are getting bombarded with, you know, you know, from things we can't see from our wifi to all the things we do physically put in our mouth. So it is wild. Um, it. I always like to mention too, like people that are, there are certain groups, I think too, that are more sensitive to some of this stuff too. And that's kind of raised the red flag for us to be like, oh, maybe there's something to those food colorings. And so if you are somebody that's suffering from allergies or asthma, uh, ADHD, these are things I would really be honing in on because they do seem to affect, um, hyperactivity in individuals and stuff. So, definitely check that out. Um, hey, one I'm a quick, big meat eater. One I quick, love Hey, meat. Tony,
0: one quick note yeah. here. I'm going to jump in real quick. Um, as far as like some individuals being more sensitive, do you guys think some of this is possibly or is genetic related where one individual's ability to metabolize these toxins may be a little bit greater than others and those who can't metabolize are a little bit more sensitive and that's why they're a little bit more affected um, quicker than than others
1: yeah i think there's and Teresa, you can answer this too because i think you probably got a good answer this as well but uh there's always a little bit of a genetic component that makes this kind of unique and it's it Mm -hmm. always we never know what like my great grandparents got exposed to, and then my parents, and we do see that that carries forward. And so it's hard to know what capacity and ability that your body started out with. And so, um, some of us do have inabilities to methylate or clear certain, you know, run some of these chemical pathways to detox Mm -hmm. and kind of clear things at the same rate that someone else does. Um, and so the lifestyle really is important. Um, but you the cool part is because the, it means that you can actually do something about it, which I think is pretty awesome yeah. where it's not like genetic in the sense that like you're stuck, right? Like you're born with this and you can't do anything about it. I think that is completely mm-hmm. not true. Um, some people will use the term, you know, the, the genes, you know, load the gun and then your lifestyle pulls the trigger. And so, uh, there's a component there, but also a good argument for having some of that genetic information on yourself. So then you get this really precise, personalized approach to care because the the same thing you're talking about plays out even to medications. And, um, if you're going to use supplements, you need to make sure you're getting supplements in certain forms because you may not be able to utilize them well. And then, um, you know, we may be giving you a ton in a supplement that you can't, break down and now we're actually making it your situation worse. And we see that with the, the folate, the folic acid conversation, uh, that we've had before. So, um, I don't want it to be an excuse. I think people have a misconception of, Oh, it's just bad luck, bad genes. That's certainly not the case. Um, but there's a personal component. I think that we got to understand how our blueprint is designed specifically so that we can really dial in our lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So,
2: yeah, and I would also just add on top of that, that it really has to do with how much we've been exposed to as well. So the genetic disposition maybe that you already have, yes, is going to play a role, but also how much have you been exposed to throughout your yeah. entire life? You know... It, Dr. Evans said that he's amazed at how much our body can tolerate, how much we can handle, which is true. But after some time, right, we store mm-hmm. those toxins. And where do we, st- we store those in, your, in the fat? So if right. we're breaking down those fat cells, and it can also be linked to obesity as well. And once we start to lose fat, or it's taken out of the fat cells, it depends on how open your detoxification pathways are. How are, you know, how is your, how is your functioning at that level once it's being released out into your system? So how much of a load are you already carrying, you know, throughout your life?
1: Yeah, you're totally, you're hitting on something super powerful to talk about. Um, Which you're totally right that the fat is a a mechanism to get things out of the blood and store them. It's a way to store energy, but also to store these toxins. So if you Mm -hmm. start to lose some weight, sometimes you feel really sick because your body's breaking Mm -hmm. those down. And now we got to deal with those toxins that we had kind of packed away. Mm -hmm. And uh, we see that quite often. So you want to have some assistance and do it properly as you start to go into those spaces for sure. And we definitely work with people to try to help with that. So um I was going to say I'm a big meat eater. I love my meat, but you got to get meat from grass-fed, grass-finished animals that are hopefully humanely raised. Um conventionally raised livestock, you know, the way they do it very not humane, but the animals get sick and so they give them a lot of antibiotics. Obviously, the bigger the animal, the more meat that we yield. And so that's profitable. And so they give them things like gross, growth hormone to try to, you know, really bulk them up and everything. And so if you're consuming animals that have been treated that way, then you're getting a dose of these growth hormones and these antibiotics, and that can lead to antibiotic resistance for us. Um, it certainly can disrupt our hormone balances and, um, and that, that really messes with our whole endocrine system, and so um, that's another area that i I feel like those are chemicals too that stress the body and affect and disrupt the the state of the body, especially the hormones so mm-hmm. definitely something to to mention there and then uh what about packaging Teresa? I know you mentioned that earlier you know mm-hmm. so much of our food comes in different packages that are from these petroleum based mm-hmm. products and and so what 's that look like
2: Well, what I want to say about food that's in packages usually it is in in plastic or bPA, um, even mm. if it 's not like a hard plastic like you think of a water bottle or a clamshell container, but there's also other you know plastic ways that we're that we're being exposed to in our food if it 's wrapped in a wrapper or cellophane. but the big thing you want to do is make sure that you're buying as much food as possible that isn't packaged. Mm whole foods, right. right, fruits and vegetables, and if you are buying, you know, canned tomatoes, try to get it in glass jars. So as much as you can eliminate any kind of plastic that you can in any way that you can. First by buying the food that doesn't come in plastic. Right. You can buy in bulk in your bulk section. You can bring glass containers to the store, right? And you can put them in there. So as much as many ways as possible to just stay away from plastic packaging, even if you go out for dinner, you know, you can. So the
1: thought is kind of like these wrappers and these packages are leaching into the food because of the physical contact and then mm-hmm. with the food. And then I always kind of wonder, cause you know, I try to buy local and eat local, but many of the things that I consume, even fruits and vegetables, you know, they are, sent from somewhere far away. And so you never know, like, I think mm-hmm. water, I, I don't buy, um, water bottles, like disposable water bottles. Um, but I always wonder, like, has that been like shipped across the U S and it was 106 in, in Texas yeah. in the yeah. summer? And then, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like what happens yeah. when you heat it up and you cool it down and you heat it up and you cool it down? Like how much is actually yeah, that's you know, exactly getting into right. your water or food? Enough. And so, too much, yeah probably way more than we ever <laughs> Any want Any little admit, bit right? is too
2: much yeah that's why we don't yeah. want to heat our food in plastic it's not a um once you're you know if you're storing food in plastic and then you go to put it in the microwave have you ever right. had like your plastic turn you know the color of your food like red if your sauce or soup tomatoes yeah yeah that's because it's it's porous it's it's actually fluid so it's absorbing that but at the same time it's leaching out into your foods so it kind of becomes one you're actually eating that bpa you are ingesting that so yeah store in glass don't heat it don't put it in the uh, dishwasher so you want to wash any kind of bpa free if you are going to buy plastic bpa free but also, it's probably got some other types of plastic in it, uh, that they're substituting because it's still plastic. It still phthalates. So you don't want to put that in your dishwasher. You don't want to heat it up. Um, so that's something to be really mindful of because it actually leaches out and you're ingesting it.
1: Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. a good segue into water and the chemicals that we find in our water. Um, but I did want to mention you had mentioned something really quick in there too, which is that a lot of canned goods, um, sometimes have a lining inside the can of some of these chemicals and things that we didn't realize they're in there because they don't have to put them on the label and we're getting a dose of some of this stuff that we don't want to. So even canned goods can be a problem. So if you can buy them in glass, uh, that's a good thing.
2: Yeah. Or eat them fresh. Try that. Yep. Eat them fresh. Buy in glass. Buy in bulk.
0: Yeah. What,
1: what about, guys, um,
0: Hey, uh, hold on a sec. What, um, sorry. Uh, what about the meat? <laughs> so how do you, how do you recommend? you know, is it in butcher paper? Um, you know, not everybody can have half a hog or a cow, you know, hanging in their garage and just cut what they need and and go and eat it. Um, so like, how would you recommend, you know, some of the meat products?
2: Yeah, you're probably re- responding to the fact when I said to buy in bulk or you're right. in plastic well, you're like, oh, What about the meats? Am I going like to carry it wondered, up in my guys, hands? You guys were
0: on one there, so I was yeah. going to let you finish. So I want to kind of go back. <laughs> yeah. So part of the
1: when we get to the solution stuff, we can definitely lean into that more. But you you, you can't get away from all plastics probably, but you can yeah. select plastics that don't have BPA or BPA yeah. or whatever. And some of these known you know there's probably a hundred different things that we haven't even identified yet that are probably degrading our health but we know a few and trying to get the plastics that are created without some of these things that's better then i think um because we do sometimes when we've gotten large quantities of things we are vacuum sealing them and then freezing them mm-hmm. um i'd like to think that freezing the cold less leaching than obviously going on the heat side of things, right? Like if we're microwaving something in plastic or whatever, one of the things that I've, I've never actually tried that got pretty popular recently is the sous vide thing. Mm. And so I just cringe on that, right? Like, I know you probably turn out this really juicy piece of meat or whatever, but I'm like, you're going to slow boil that in a bag of plastic. Like, right. no, like that can't be good. Oh, right. And so
2: I'm not familiar. I don't with know. This. Okay. I don't boil plastic. uh, There's silicone. Is it not silicone? Because food grade silicone has the feel of plastic. It's one of the things, you know, we'll talk about if if we're going to, you know, talk about substitutes, but food uh, grade silicone, you can boil in that. You can cook in that. I've never done Uh, it. But yeah, like you can Hmm. put it in boiling water. It does not leach. Okay. Yep.
1: So I haven't played with that. We have the reusable silicone, like Mm -hmm. Ziploc bags. Yeah. Um, but I don't like cook or heat in those. I never really thought about
2: doing that. So yeah.
1: hmm, Interesting. Okay. Okay. So there may be some alternatives there and, uh, can store your meat in that, I guess too. So yeah. Yep. That's a good question though. Um, so water is a big topic and anything from obviously want people consuming and staying hydrated, drinking water, but you want to get clean source of water. Um, most of our, Tap water uh, probably has some chemicals in there that are not good for us. So, if you're drinking tap water, it might be something, a, a good starting point for you to get some kind of filtration. We want to pull out the lead, the chlorine, even the fluoride. And that's something that's been kind of controversial. But um, I don't think the science demonstrates that you need to keep getting doses of fluoride um, in, every day in your water. So, uh, we use uh, reverse osmosis, filtered water. And uh, that seems to be pretty decent. Um, the dream would be that you're getting fresh spring water from the mountains and all that. But um, that's kind of tough to do. But some of these, especially like lead, you know, that can cause neurological issues. Um, chlorine can cause respiratory issues. And so you kind of want to try to get as clean as you can.
2: And, and you can get a different ways to do too. I don't know if you guys do yep. testing there, but there's, um, I know doctor's data does it. Um, I mm-hmm. think the environmental working group too has some sources on if you, if you would like to get your water tested, um, hmm. you know, if you have some suspicions, it's nice to do. I've had clients yeah. do that and yeah, have some revelations and then you can buy the appropriate filters and, you know, if you need to detox out some of those chemicals that you've been ingesting, you know, over the years before yeah. you knew, Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a great way. I always think knowing is better, you know, to measure and know exactly what you're dealing with too and okay. to know what level of filtration you might actually need to get the the water clean. Another level of that is like, you know, we might be taking baths or we're showering, we're washing our clothes and our linens in water right at the house and so again going back to that like multiple exposure thing, you know, one little glass of water might not give you too much lead, but if you're drinking the water you're bathing in it you're soaking in it are you absorbing more and more and more probably so and so Mm -hmm. uh, start thinking about that stuff and they make filters we even have a link on our website for shower filters and ways to do that there's even whole house filtration which is kind of the gold standard if you really want to really take care of it to the nth degree and that's a good way to go pretty big investment but i think it's worth it um i use Dr. James Chessamon, he's a chiropractor out of British Columbia, and he used to always talk about that most people would not drink the water from the runoff of the where they grow like strawberries and a lot of these fruits and vegetables because there's so many chemicals used on those crops. And so we don't really think about like water runoff from areas that these chemicals are sprayed and used, and then that travels downstream. This could play into like, if you're using well water or something like that, and that's Teresa had a good point of getting tested, you know, test the water because it could be very different than what you think. And I know some people kind of tout, well, we got a well and it's, it's pure, it's good, but it can get contaminated. And then your whole water supply for your house is contaminated. So something to play with that. Um, Yeah. And then we unfortunately don't, but a lot of people could live nearby some kind of industrial park where they're, manufacturing something or, you know, there's a a lot of water used to clean and produce things. And then that runoff again can end up somewhere where you're getting exposure to it. So be thinking about that kind of stuff. And then I always think about the ocean back to the microplastics thing. Um, I think we're, we've really done a number on polluting our, our water sources, our big bodies of water, including the ocean. And so we start to see these microplastics like in our food and our fish and uh totally disrupting that ecosystem and so that's kind of unfortunate but um i think it's something in the future we'll start to really see what we've done to the earth through these plastics that we are talking
2: about yeah i feel like people are starting to gain more of an interest and wanting to take more of a personal responsibility to you know at least quit contributing to the problems that we're having, you know, by, right. use, you know, using, you know, containers that are reusable, you know, just mm-hmm. stop kind of doing some of the personal things that may be contributing to them. You know, plastic toothbrushes were a big thing in the ocean. And now, you know, there's bamboo toothbrushes, there's, you know, anytime we can substitute with compostable products. Right. It's better for the environment. It's better for our bodies. It's better for the future of yeah. our food supply. All of it. It's all related.
1: Yeah. I love nature. And so I definitely don't want to disrupt it. And I, you're totally right on using rene- renewable, reusable items. Um, yeah. That's a huge way to go. I think straws have been banned in certain areas, you know, because they're-
0: Yeah. I was going to bring bespoke. that up.
1: My sister calls them a turtle noose, you know, and so Aww, it does, it harms, yep. but we have this mindset sometimes in this country where it's, uh, you know, re you know, just everything's disposable, right? Like I just one use, throw it away. And, uh, we, we shop at Costco and those things on the weekend. And, um, uh, sometimes you come home, you unpack all your stuff and then you're like, I have a whole load of like packaging to discard. And it's mind boggling, like how much that probably is yeah. when you times that by the, Millions of people that are doing that every week. And weekend. where does we that try go?
2: Yeah. Right, and it, right. It's not, you know, even if it does say that plastic is recyclable, I think it's something like 5% is actually yeah. recycled. Yes, it can be separated. Yeah, I put it and in and the trash different...
1: bin. I put it at the street on Friday and it goes somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> It's exactly. going somewhere, right? It's yeah. piling up. It's getting into yeah. the water systems we're, and it's, well, it's very problematic. We're kind of
2: deceived, yeah. you know, like as consumers, we're right. deceived and like, oh, it's, it's recyclable. Well, let's kind of like start to gear more towards compostable because um, it's not right. really recyclable. Right. There's a very small amount is, is recycled.
1: Yep, And the better model is buying things that don't even need to have a package or yeah. they found a way to bundle it so that there's minimal to no packaging. Yeah. I think that's a good way to go.
0: Or bringing your own packaging.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. You know, like your own canvas cloth bags to store your stuff in instead of coming yeah. home with copious amounts of plastic bags from the grocery store.
1: Yeah. Natural and... grocers, not natural grocers, uh, Sprouts here in town, they have moved away from just giving you free plastic bags. And so they'll sell you one, you know, it's not very much money, but it's a much more robust plastic bag. And so they're intending you to keep it and reuse it, but they want you to bring your own bags. And so I was like, that's brilliant. Because if you just keep supplying people with these plastic bags, people will take as many as they can, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's got to go somewhere. Um, air is another one. So we've talked about our food. We've talked about water. Air quality is important. Um Unless you live in a major city where there's a ton of pollution, I generally tell people like, you got to get outside, you got to get fresh air. You need to open up your house, right? Because our interior environment in our home might actually have lower air quality than being outside. And so I try to air out my house as much as we can. Uh, we use a couple of those air filtration systems. They're called Molecule, but there's a bunch of different ones. Um. I think I even have some on our website of ones that I think are pretty decent. Um, But all of the products in our house that we bring in are like off gassing different chemicals. Uh, Some of those are volatile organic compounds, VOCs. If you've ever bought like, well, if you bought a brand new house, right? Even the building materials are like leaching smell and chemical. Um, Maybe some people like that and they're like, oh, wow, like smells like a new home, but some of that stuff could be harmful for you. And if you're sensitive, you would really know that quickly. Um, or I have a Tempur-Pedic mattress. I absolutely love it, but I like left it in the garage for like two weeks to like off gas before I even brought it in the house. And that could be, that could be a concern for some people that are sensitive that Mm -hmm. if you're sleeping on this, you know, man-made synthetic foam, that's off gassing, it could, it could harm you. So that's a, that's a definite consideration. Um, But if you're remodeling your painting or you're buying, you know, even new furniture, sometimes the furniture is like sprayed with chemicals to make it kind of scotch guarded and whatnot. So all of these little things are just one more dose, right? One more exposure. And if it's in an environment that we operate in a lot of our time, especially now that people are working from home with COVID, you may be getting exposed to that, um, Another big area that we kind of unpack sometimes with individuals on the functional med side is mold. You know, if you've ever had any water damage at all to any degree, you probably have some mold in your home. Uh, I think mold's been around since the beginning of time, but certain amounts, certain strains of it can be very toxic to us. And so, um, that could be an underlying cause for people's health decline that they're not aware of and they're living in their beautiful home, thinking everything's good and they forgot about that toilet that leaked five years ago into the ceiling and they got it all cleaned up and it looks pretty good, but there's mold in between the walls. So, um, something to think about and, uh, other thing too, is if you kind of back to products that we use, like if you're cleaning with really powerful cleaners, Uh, not only do you want to, you know, have gloves on and not touch that stuff because you're going to absorb it, but you're probably breathing all those fumes, right? Or you spray like a kitchen cleaner and it just like vaporizes, you know, it sprays onto the counter, but it's going into the air, right? You're breathing that in. And so having products that are clean, that are not harmful to your body, I think are just essential because we Hopefully you're cooking at home and you're, you're cleaning that counter up every night afterwards, like we are. And so you're using that stuff quite often. So, uh, air quality is important. What about beauty products, Teresa? Uh, I know Jeremy wears a little makeup from time to time, but you look good. You play good. (laughs) (laughs) What, uh, what are your thoughts on, you know, personal products, skincare, cosmetics? I know that's a big category.
2: Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's just as important. Yeah. You're going to, and you're going to, I guess, do you ingest topically? What is the proper terminology for, you Oops. absorb it, I guess. You're absorbing. I guess you'd
0: absorb it if yeah, you put yeah. it on your skin or. Yeah. Like yeah. So Again, I'm going to start well, using that.
2: I'm going to ingest ingest through my skin.
0: I'm like a starfish.
2: (laughs) Well, be careful what you're putting on there because you definitely are going to absorb and or ingest um, whatever you are putting on your body. So like you're you're talking about cleaning um, chemical, you know, cleaning products, beauty products, these types of things, just simple is best. The longer the list of ingredients, probably the more toxic, harmful chemicals are in it. So what you're putting on your body is going in your body. So again, you need to like process that out. You need to be able to, you know, neutralize it and get it out of your body. So these products that you put on are very important. And so you should be aware of what's in them. You can check with the environmental working group. They've got great resources on there. I know um, a specific brand of um, beauty products is Beauty Counter, and they do a lot of like advocacy for transparency in beauty products to you know remove harmful chemicals and um, you know utilize simple ingredients, which you really don't need all of that stuff, all the super expensive like lotions and all of that, or, or even cleaners. You're talking about that. Just use vinegar water and essential oils that's it and yeah. same with your body put some sesame oil that's all it's like nine dollars for a thing and it and it does you know a really great job so we don't really need all of these um chemical laden products we don't need them mm-hmm. to to be able to do the job that we're trying to get them to do make our skin soft make our skin pretty our hair pretty of uh, our counters clean you know, we don't hey, need right. all of those complicated things. So just think about simplifying it and resources. Um, use Environmental Working Group and then find the brands that you can trust, like Beauty Counter or uh, Well People is another one, Ilya. And you can find all of these, you know, or... I'm obviously passionate about this. So people are welcome to email me at line for Life and just say, where do I get those? Um, yeah, products? we can
1: put some links in too, because I yeah. think you were talking about the EWC. They've got, I think, an mm-hmm. app that we play with sometimes too, or we'll look at and they rate and rank things. So you can yeah. say, oh, wow, this one's like certified by the EWC yeah. or this one's Is it
2: called think an 30? eight
1: out of 10. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Think dirty. There's a bunch yeah, there's of those. Yeah, there's a few apps. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And those are helpful when you're in the store and you're kind of needing Mm -hmm. something quick and you're like, is this one good or great or, you know, bad? And so I think those are good tools to use. Um, Obviously, the phthalates and the uh, parabens, Parabens. things that are in Mm -hmm. fragrances too. Can be very problematic. Yeah, Um, they're.
2: I mean, problematic meaning like not small, not like oh, I don't feel very good, or it's like right. You know, know, endocrine disruptors, hormonal disruption, obesity. Yes, right. It's big stuff.
1: Reproductive toxicity. You know, especially during that window. I'm always trying to coach people on, you know, pre conception, conception, during their labor, delicate time. Everybody kind mm-hmm. of focuses on what they're doing with their body then, but mm-hmm. um, as we were milk. talking about earlier, like what if, you know, what if my grandpa got exposed to some really heavy metals or toxins, you know, while he was working? It just it does carry forward, mm-hmm. and uh, it does change things for the future mm-hmm. generation. So yeah, that's yeah. a big one. Uh, we kind of hit on plastics and stuff like that. I don't know that we need to hit it in there anymore, but. I think we've been dabbling with this concept that there's this cumulative effect that occurs where, one, there could be synergistic effects of chemicals when they come together. That's something we haven't talked about. And um, Mm -hmm. that gets a little bit discussed even with vaccinations where there's different ingredients and maybe one of those ingredients alone isn't overly problematic, but what happens when we start combining them? Mm -hmm. Um, And so nobody's really, to my awareness, studying what happens when you take a little Clorox and, you know, you start matching all these chemicals and beauty products and soaps and lotions, and then you, you know, put some in your body through your food and we bring it all together. We know what that probably looks like for someone's health, which is obesity and, you know, chronic fatigue and these body systems showing us that toxins are building up, they're not doing well, and uh, things are struggling. And maybe that's this is a big part of why we have so much chronic disease in this country as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so there is a cumulative effect. The dose starts to, you know, a little bit doesn't kill us, but then a little bit frequently leads to now this is poisonous basically. Um, And so obviously the human, everybody can tolerate a little bit different, but like if you're a full grown man, like Jeremy, you could probably handle a little more than a child, right? Or, you know, for pregnant, you want to, Jeremy's like, no, I, I my threshold's man. low. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But that plays into it too. Not that like, just because you're 250 pounds, you you should go get exposed to things, but um, smaller individuals, those kind of things, it, it could affect you, your children that are playing with, I think there was even a long time ago, I used to hear about like the little, Matchbook car type things and stuff like that. Some of the paints that were used in China on some of the toys and stuff, there's lead, there's chemicals in those. And, you know, you certainly don't want your 18 month old child, you know, putting a lead painted car in their mouth, you know? Yeah. So I'll be thinking about those kind of things too. Um, so let's talk about the solution. I think that's probably what the biggest part of this conversation yeah. is, is what can we do? What should we do? um, to minimize this. And if we've already dealt with a big exposure, which maybe people are starting to wake up to this going, oh, I had no idea. Maybe this is why I'm not feeling well. Where do you go you when, know, or what do you do? So, um, I know for us, you know, I mentioned, we do some water filtration in the house. We try to keep the air really clean. Um, we try to only buy organic fruits and vegetables. We try to buy animals products that are raised properly, that are grass-fed, grass-finished, and they're organic. Um, even the organic stuff sometimes is tough, and, and the glyphosate still still show up because, you know, Bob is growing his organic crops over here to the left. And then, you know, Monsanto is growing their stuff over to the right, and we can't control the weather and the wind and the water. And so some of that does blow across, and so you do get some exposure. So. Uh, I think advocating for you do everything you can to reduce exposure, but knowing that we can't get rid of everything. And so the things that you have control of, you want to, you want to take advantage of, um, as Teresa, you were saying like use glass, get away from the plastic. Uh, we try to do that a little bit. I think we could probably work on that even more. Um, opt in for natural eco-friendly stuff too that's not harmful to the earth we're only going to give ourselves more time on this earth which i think is really critical um maybe jeremy we can link the dirty dozen clean 15 in here too because i think that's a huge resource for people that are not quite ready to you know make the financial spend on all organic or um yeah, or if you know, you get in the store, you get overwhelmed and you're like, "Man, I can't remember if avocados are on the clean 15 or dirty dozen." They're super expensive right now. Can I get these conventionally grown or do I need to buy the organic ones? So that's a great tool to print out, you know, and have in your purse or in your your pocket when you go to the store. Um
0: everybody's got you, a phone. They can you can look it yeah, up on your phone. You
1: could look it up on your phone for sure. And then <clears throat> That's what I was going to mention for you, Teresa, is like, you know, I'd love to talk a little bit about how, you know, someone's really dealing with maybe some health issues. Now we're shedding some light on maybe part of the lifestyle that led them down this path and the chemicals, stress, physical stress, emotional stress, maybe all part of that. Um, and you had mentioned detox as a big part, and we do some comprehensive all-inclusive, personalized programs for individuals to try to help them regain their health. Um, And so you and I, this has kind of been our mission is to try to help people create health freedom by addressing these root causes and then coaching them through, uh, you know, a big part of it's education. That's why we're doing this podcast is we want to share this information, make people aware of these things so that they, recognize what they might be doing in their daily practice that could actually be creating the obesity or uh, blood sugar imbalances or the hormone imbalances that they're having that are leading to these even, you know, more negative diseases. And now they're put on medications and they're trying to manage the condition that they have all the while these lifestyle factors are probably how they got there over time. And, uh, yeah, it's like death by a hundred cuts or whatever that saying is, you know, or Jeremy and I talked about with the physical stress is like, uh, one of our colleagues used to tell this story about just drips of water on concrete, you know, it's like one little drop, no big deal, you know, thousands of drops, maybe it's starting to make an impact, you know, and then over time it cracks that concrete, it breaks that, Concrete mm-hmm. apart, and it's just a drop of water, and so yeah,
0: the cumulative effect, yeah mm-hmm.
1: so there's hope though I think that's what I guess I'm trying to say is that there are options there are, are um, ways to try to you know assist the body in its ability to detox and reverse some of this damage, and then also we have built in a lot of education because they want to teach you how to live a healthy lifestyle, so then you have this health freedom for the rest of your life and that's that's what i get excited about we want yeah, to I teach wanna, you to I fish
2: will... Yeah, I want to piggyback on that a little bit, because there's a few things that you said, one of them is about the programs that we offer at Align for Life and how individualized they are. And when you get private health coaching, too, it's really about that communication with yourself and me to be able to say like, this is like, you might not connect all those dots, like I'm feeling really sluggish, or I got a really bad headache after doing this, or I'm feeling so it's what you're feeling and be able to being able to connect that with maybe you know some toxic exposures you know is it when you're in your home is it when you're you know at work what what is that so being able to communicate with with me and with and understanding yourself what could be causing that um eliminating some of those exposures, like we've just talked about. But one thing that you just said at the end here was about giving your body the ability to heal itself and to to do everything that's in your power, because you do have a lot you can do that's in your power, right? And we have a big educational component of our programs. But what we haven't mentioned yet on this podcast is giving your body what it needs to open up the detox pathways. Because once you ingest Mm -hmm. those, they're either stored in your fat or you have to process them in the liver, and then you have to excrete them out through urine or stool. So first, what are you doing for your liver? How are you keeping your liver happy? So we want to make sure that we're eating enough proper nutrition. It's a game changer because if you're eating you know processed foods with the chemicals that we just talked about not only are you putting chemicals in but you're not giving your body what it needs to be able to take those chemicals out to convert them and then to to excrete them so what are you doing for your liver what are you doing for your gut microbiome are you getting enough fiber phytonutrients antioxidants those are all found in like the really colorful you know whole food um, choices that we can be doing. So that's a really big thing you can be doing for yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we do find that people are deficient in those things that are required, you know, that might be a rate limiting step Mm -hmm. in these biochemical pathways in the liver to run that phase one, phase two detoxification you're talking about. And, uh, and then you just increasingly become, more and more toxic and then mm-hmm. um and that's that's why I think it's really critical. There's a lot of people that have gone down that path of like, well, I'm eating really clean and I work out, but why am I not losing weight? And that's because their body is struggling to detox and deal with these
2: mm-hmm. this
1: toxic burden. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: we and didn't talk about really... sugar,
1: but it's a it's a big Ooh. one too. Yeah.
2: And you know what else <laughs> we didn't talk <laughs> about mean? was yeah, because we, we were both really passionate about sugar and the effects on the body and um, also Uh, dental uh, sealants. We use a lot of um, mercury and mixed metals. And so that's just a really big component. I don't think I could end this podcast without at least putting it out there because I personally have dealt with it for many, many years getting that out uh, of my mouth and they're still using it today. So again, it's empowering people to be aware of where they might be exposed to chemicals and what they can do, you know, to mitigate it. Dental is a big. Without
1: going down that path too far, you know, I, I have heard that story several times where someone has some dental work done. Maybe they already have some of these compounds in their mouth, but they go in for just a, a normal cleaning or something like that. And then, you know, scratching and, you know, working yeah. on those Exposure.
2: teeth, you know, we
1: off gas, and then and all of a sudden there's it. a health decline. <laughs> right. Right. So you definitely want to go somewhere that knows how to deal that yeah, you know, do it that well. We have yeah. a couple of biological dentists here in town too, that I like mm-hmm. to send people for that, but, uh, you had mentioned the liver health. And so that's what I was thinking. You know, you can really do some damage to your liver by having a overly processed high sugar diet. And then all of these processes really mm-hmm. kind of fall by the wayside. So, um, I think that covers a lot of information. We want to make sure you guys, uh, if you have questions or that, you know, if you're concerned about something, we're here to to kind of help and everything. And we'll put some stuff in the link, links in the show notes and stuff to kind of guide people a little bit. Um, Teresa, I know you offer for Align for Life, a discovery call, which I think is a great way for people that are going, man, I think I need to explore this further, but I'm not sure what that looks like. We offer a complimentary 15 minute discovery call that you do. Um, and so if anybody wants to set that up, we can put a link in there as well. And that's a good way to just kind of find out more. So,
2: yeah,
0: great. Is that it guys, you guys knocked it out of the park here. I was just soaking it in (laughs) again. I'm like a starfish. It's, it's, it's permeating through my skin, through my ear holes. Uh, love to hear it. Um, that's going to do it for another episode. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe and follow us on the socials. Thanks for tuning in. Take care, guys. Thanks, for Thank
2: Teresa. you. Thank you. Take care.